Welcome to Things to Know. I'm Luca, and on this show, we tell the stories of the people who make the thingdom what it is. Today, we're talking to one of the biggest holders and a vocal advocate for the community, none other than Prince Satoshi. Prince Satoshi has an interdisciplinary worldview that I found incredibly interesting. I hope you enjoy, and more importantly, I hope you learn something. Thank you so much for coming today. Why don't you start by just telling us a little bit about yourself? Who are you? Yeah, sure. So, um, well, you guys all know me online as Prince Satoshi. I just uh, made this little moniker for myself, um, just trying to build a brand of sorts um, a couple of months ago. And then, uh, yeah, um, just about who I am. I'm 26 years old. I grew up in Shanghai, China. Um, and then I went to international school there for um, pretty much all the way up until college. I um, people can't tell because I, I don't really have an accent or anything, um, and uh, yeah, I uh, pretty much just like studied English all the time in school and uh, did like uh, AP exams, all that jazz. Um, and then I went to school at NYU, um, studied finance and economics, and then yeah, I uh, I've been working in traditional finance for uh, since I graduated like five years ago. And I first worked at Citibank, um, and then I, I worked at uh, this Canadian bank called uh, CIBC after. And uh, crypto-wise, I first got into crypto like um, like a lot of other people um, during the bull cycle of like 2017. So, yeah, that wasn't the best time to get in, but, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I, I learned, I, I didn't really dive that deeply into it until like the last year or two. Um, before it was mostly just a, a lot of like speculation and and I didn't really care so much about the technology uh, as much as like, you know, trying to make some money from it. But uh, yeah, I, I got into NFTs more deeply this year, um, starting with Nifty Gateway um in january and february so there were a lot of uh, celebrity driven drops on that platform um and then eventually it got more and more cash grabby and then um i kind of got burned on a few and then i didn't really do any open sea um you know transactions and stuff until august so one of my friends in real life he told me about oni and so Oni was actually funny because it was the first NFT I ever bought. And then it ended up like being like one of the craziest, like volume wise and price wise. And I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> and I was like, wow, is it, is it like what it's normally like? Like do NFTs just like 10X in like two days all the time? Uh, like, no, no, that's not. <laughs> but you just got like super lucky, man. And uh, yeah, so that that's how I got started with OpenSea. Um, and then, yeah, some of my biggest plays so far include Slim Hoods, uh, and by extension, Mood Rollers, uh, minted 90 of them in October, <laughs> 90 Slim Hoods, went, dropped down to near zero, bought like 45 more, because <laughs> I was psycho. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, we all know that Slim Hoods are doing pretty good now. I sold most of them now, but I... I think that was one of the first times I realized how powerful community was. And, um, you know, it was all driven by the nice Slim Hoods an animation. I feel like a lot of art people, artistic and creative people, um, were drawn to that. 
And so I consider myself pretty creative and artistic and I make music on the side for like a couple of years already. Um, and uh, yeah, now, now I'm just trying to find, you know, bigger positions, thingdoms being my biggest right now. Uh, and I, I try to, you know, zoom out big picture, try to learn from my mistakes and, and yeah, um, that's where I am now. That's a crazy story crazy story um, and crazy positions, I think, to a lot of people. Let's jump back all the way to the beginning, because I feel like there's a ton to unpack there. You go to international school, you end up at NYU for finance. Was that something you always planned on? Or was it something that just kind of happened? Uh, it was just like, because, um, well, I, I was in sort of like a expatriate international school bubble back then so i didn't really know what i wanted to do and i was pretty sheltered growing up uh not gonna lie and uh so so it was just like one of the better programs i got into um nyu stern's pretty you know up there so so i just decided to go for it because i'm like more of a city kid myself how'd you like living in uh new york oh man that was uh that was great dude so I've always been really into like electronic music and hip hop and R&B. So um, New York City is like the center of it all. And there's like a lot of shows and uh, there's something for everybody. I would say like both in terms of like what, if you're trying to find like art or culture or music, it's it's all right there. And I really like that. Um, I didn't really, um, you know, get too involved with my business school guys just because they were like more of like corporate and uptight and whatnot but i really like to hang out with like uh, people who are into music and uh talking about like visual arts and and all that yeah so that's that's interesting right because usually i'm in college right now um a lot of the finance people stick with the finance people a lot of the arts people stick with the arts people what do you think it was that drew you to that different crowd than what you were disciplining in I think it was just like at one point I, I just really want to break free out of the nine to five grind or or oftentimes it's much longer than that in in the investment banking world and consulting and um, you know all those um, buzzer terms that they pitch to you and in, in fucking in fucking like career like workshops and all that I um, I eventually found like um, my deeper meaning to become more involved in arts and um, incorporate like my love for like culture uh, in what I do. So, um, so yeah, I think that's, that's at one point it really clicked for me that I didn't want to do finance all the time. I wasn't that interested in it myself. And so now that I found like NFTs and everyone's like, so, you know, passionate about it, whether in, if it's like in a good, like, uh, in a good way, like genuinely loving the art or or like just flipping it for for money and stuff. I think the it's just so fun, man. Like <laughs> being in the NFT space, and it's so fast. And I feel like I can never keep up with everything going on out there. Um, but that's what that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I also feel like you ended up coming to the NFT space with a very unique set of skills and viewpoints because of the art side and the finance side. Was that a part of it? Was seeing that culture in the art, but also the financial value of NFTs, what really drew you to them? Yeah, cause, cause like, um, you know how I mentioned that I made music earlier? So 
So I've also seen like how predatory the the music industry can be for uh, both in terms of like live performances or streaming royalties. It's all very um, very small. Like what what accrues to the artist is very low, and so I, I think NFTs and have um, uh, it can potentially change the way that musicians. Um, you know, make a living forever. And I, I think that's huge, especially in such like a, um, such a culture that we live in today, which is driven by like virality uh, and, and, you know, just very short attention spans. And um, there, there's not as much genuineness in it as any, uh, like as before. So, so I think NFTs have a way to um, tr- get that back to the core of the musician which is which is great i think yeah it's it's almost like retargeting the financial incentives back to the actual artist yeah exactly and i I think so far we've seen mostly focused uh, a lot of focus on uh, visual nfts and there hasn't really been a solution for music nfts yet Um, but i I think it's coming, and uh, I think it has to it has to be targeted towards uh, live performances and maybe benefits to people who who own NFTs from certain artists. It can't just be limited to like a piece of music online. It has to tie tie in somehow to the live uh, live aspect of music because that's what music is all about. I feel it's about like sharing it with your friends and like hanging out with people at shows and. And so I think eventually there will be a platform that brings us to that, um, you know, critical point. Um, and I'm excited to see like how that evolves. Yeah. Do you make, so you said you do make music. Uh, is there anything publicly available that we can uh, listen yeah. to? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I've made like electronic music for, Pretty much since the senior year of high school, uh, of college, so it's been about like four or five years now. I kind of took a break since I've been getting into NFTs um, more heavily, but I was making like trap and bass for the longest time, and then um, like EDM stuff. And then during COVID, I I also like started making some lo-fi because everyone was like at home, so um, I thought that would be like a good like a good way to spend my time and maybe people would listen and yeah um i can send you the link later it's under this uh profile on spotify called nitsua n-i-t-s-u-a um and it's my name spelled spelled backwards so my real life name is austin <laughs> oh you just got doxxed you said you weren't gonna do it <laughs> i'm okay with that i'm okay with that <laughs> um well i will definitely go and check that out swinging to thingdoms a little bit what drew you to Thingdoms originally? Because obviously you have a very big position. Yeah, uh, yeah. So Thingdoms, I um, we can go back to the start, I guess. So I came across it on Twitter. I think around early December was when I found it, and then I was trying to get into this Discord, but um, the team was doing the whole like you know invite only type thing for for a limited amount of people. So uh, yeah, eventually I made it in, um, and then I actually got whitelisted from Zen Academy, so Zeneca's group. And I had been active in Zeneca's uh, Discord for pretty much like September already, so I knew like 
his stuff was legit. He's like a great guy. And I really like to like model like my like values, I guess, after what he does. Um, Cause I think it's pretty rare what he does for the space and, and it's helped me a lot um, because he also, he's also the one that really got me into art blocks and he like helped me out with art blocks questions, like how to like set gas and um, which ones are he's looking into and stuff. So he's a great guy, but um Going back to Thingdom, so I, I found out about it in early December. Um, yeah, I uh, I took part in the public mint. I minted quite a few there, maybe like fifty, and then um, and then it it dumped a little bit, and yeah, it, it stayed around like point one for a while, and then I just like <laughs> got another hundred. <laughs> yeah. I remember because we were there the dark, dark days, like during Christmas, uh, when the price was like 0.06. What were you thinking during that time? Because you, at this point, already had 50 of them, right? Were you worried or was it? No, I wasn't worried, man. Like, I don't know. It's not really like a huge deal to me because, um, like I said, I like to zoom out. And if if you were buying them at 0.2 or 0.25, like... You, you should want to buy more when it's low, right? Because you're trying to low, like, it's how I think about like spot crypto as well. Like you want to buy when people are scared and, and try to reduce your exposure as it goes up. <clears throat> and that's how you um, profit. Uh, so, so I was just trying to lower my average cost and, and um, I already had, you know, my thread written out in like uh like on why I picked the thingums that went a little bit viral. Um, <laughs> and so, um, like, I just read that again. I was like, damn, like, if the price is low now, like, why wouldn't I get more? You know, it's like a blessing. So, so I just got, so I just did it. Yeah. That's a uh, good investing. <laughs> very, very psychologically aware. <clears throat> yeah. You just got to change your, um, you just have to like adjust your mindset. So, so you can actually, not freak out when it when it dumps <laughs> and maybe like take a break from the computer it's always healthy so thing fm one of the things that that i think is so interesting about this project and you being into music i'm sure you find interesting too was that a big part of your interest in the project Do you think that plays into the interest in the project or the value of the project yeah, I think the thing I found idea is pretty um, pretty fun, and it's just like a bonus way to get folks engaged. You know, people who are new and they're like, you know, looking for things to do, um, and then people just point them thing of them is like, hey, just check it out. Like we're vibing in here. So um, I, I just like how nice everyone is in the thing of them's, and, and I think like i think it's contagious honestly like you see people being nice it is just evokes like uh good energy and then you try to emit a little bit of that yourself so it like a lot of other discords can be like so toxic it's just like oh get me out of here (laughs) like i don't i don't even want to like look at this shit anymore i just leave (laughs) but yeah they uh they they can be hard at times, but I feel like the Thingdoms community is incredibly incredibly tight, and I I feel like you've played a meaningful role in that. Like you said, with that post that you put out that went pretty viral about why you bought the things, um, the engagement you provide in the Discord, I feel like you play a very real part of of fostering that community and have played that. So thank you for that. Thanks, man. Yeah, I'm tr- doing my little part in helping in whatever ways I can. Yeah. Um, 
I, I think there's also like in the dingdoms, I, I think there's a good amount of people who are, you know, just getting thing uh thingdoms as like one of their first NFTs. I think it's it's great to help out these newbies in the space as much as we can. Cause it can be like a lot to take in. And it's like a lot of my in real life friends, they ask me like, what NFTs should I buy? Like, how do you know if it's good? Like and it's like it's hard for me to answer sometimes because like it's very subjective you know and um like why i pick a certain nft like like some people think thingdoms look very um they don't look that great or they are not that distinguishable from one another and um i can see why they think that way but uh i, I also think that there's a lot of little details that are going to to the thingdoms, um, like the misc traits. Um, if you're not looking for them, um, you won't really find them. And there's also like this other trait on thingdoms where it's just like a dot in the corner, and then that's like a trait too. And I thought that was like really cool. So I'm, I'm just like begging Luke to <laughs> give us some more details. Like I'm on my knees, man. <laughs> so is that part of the appeal of thingdoms to you? Is is kind of the cryptic nature of the traits and and the utility and all of that? Yeah, I think that's uh, like a bonus feature for me. It's not the main reason why I invested. Uh, for me, the main reason why I invested is just in the art and and the community. They're pretty equal. Yeah, that makes sense. So let's zoom out thirty years from now, forty years from now. Where do you see the technology going? Where do you see? you going do you have plans do you have things you want to work on give me like your broad thoughts on crypto and nfts yeah um so um it's it's hard yeah so so actually i'm going to be uh working full-time in a crypto well i already am uh, so i i started working full-time in a crypto venture fund of sorts uh recently and uh it's it's not really like there are nfts involved but it's mostly just early stage uh seed investments into um crypto projects so i think that's uh i'm learning a lot from that and it's also helping me take some time off from nfts which is good for my <laughs> like life balance i guess i've been spending so much time on it uh previously um, and, uh, I've been learning a lot from that as well. And <clears throat> just seeing like different angles for which, um, um, you know, projects like to take their products to market. And I think that eventually I, I might start my own NFT as well. Uh, once I build a bit more of a presence, but I really want to pull it off. Right. So, um, it's probably not going to happen for a little bit. <clears throat> But uh, in terms of like the long-term view for NFTs, I obviously I think they're here to stay, and I I hope that uh, like people become more accepting of them um, because uh, we're still so early, you know. So, um, yeah, I I do hope that the general population gets more into it, um, and uh, people really find out the true value of NFTs, which is building communities. And I think that anyone listening to this already knows what we're talking about here. So, so I'm sure it'll happen. It'll just take a little bit of time for it to, um, you know, merge into public opinion and for people to, 
look upon it positively. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Prince Satoshi. If you'd like to connect with them, you can find them on Twitter at PrinceSatoshi1. And if you want to connect with me, you can find me on Twitter at ItsLukaWM. I'd like to extend a huge thank you to Prince Satoshi for agreeing to be on the show. I found your story interesting and your insight invaluable. And as always, thank you to the community. None of this would be possible without all of your support. Stay thingy, do good things, and I'll see you next week.